Hello, welcome to OL Certified. My name is Mo. For today's topic, we're going to delve into a slightly more specific area that is one chapter from the book Follow Me, Tattered Veils, entitled Snares. Joining me today will be the author of that book, Jessica Donegan. At the end of this podcast, we'll point out Jessica's Goodreads authors page for any follow-up listener questions. Hello, Jessica. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on OL Certified. And thanks to everyone who's listening in here on this author read-along. So, Jessica, in reading your novel, I found the chapter Snares was truly a story inflection point for me. It engaged me and brought me further into the story in a way that, up until then, everything else had been set up. The antagonist character, Jerry, starts to actually gain traction and move forward. He does so in a way that's surreptitious, yet effective. I wonder what your thoughts were as you were putting this chapter together. Yes, chapter 20 is one of my favorite chapters. It's also one of the first five I wrote. I knew that this was going to be a crucial turning point in the story. Until this point, there's a lot of setup really going on. There's establishing who Jerry is as a character. I think we do that pretty well in chapter one. And then we get a lot of false starts where he thinks it's going to be easy to get Roxy's attention again once he's interested in her. And you find out, hey, it's not easy. And I'm failing a lot, which is new for Jerry. Part of the reason he gets so angry and why it takes him so long to get to this point. As far as Roxy goes, she's starting her own separate journey. She's been relating these people, trying to see how these people fit into her life and establishing what her role is in this new order for her. So here at 20, you're right, a lot of those parts come together. And we see that really the best way to get at Roxy is at this point for Jerry is through her friends. He can't necessarily directly connect with her, so he uses Claire as a way to start being connected to her. So what you're saying is, whether accidentally or on purpose, Roxy has made herself impervious to his advances. The only gap that Jerry can find in her security, if you will, is uh, the gaps that are laid open by her opening up to friends such as Claire. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on in this chapter. In some ways, I guess Jerry would have been better suited to reach out with Alice. Jerry and Alice, personality-wise, have a lot of similar traits at this point in the story. And I think, too, Alice's like personal daring would have been a great response. But Roxy's not as connected to Alice as she is to Claire. And there's a chance that Jerry could have reached out to Alice, could have drawn her in, and would have never seen Roxy as a result from that. So he needed to get a hold, really, of Claire or Brittany or perhaps Connor. And of those three, Claire's the best to approach because she is nervous, because she does want to come out as friendly and outgoing. So those traits make her more vulnerable to a stranger's approach. So as Jerry looks over Roxy's vulnerabilities, he finds that his best opportunities through Claire. Yeah, definitely. And too, with Brittany, she's watched more closely by Roxy because Brittany is always getting herself into trouble. But a little bit, Claire flies under the radar. And even in this chapter where Claire is out with Alice without Roxy and Brittany, they've lost track of her. They're not sure where she's at. They've kind of assumed that she's safe. And they're like, hey, where'd you go? 
the same sort of scenario is not necessarily possible with Brittany because there's immediate panic when they can't find her. Thank you for that background, Jessica. Now let's listen to an excerpt from the chapter Snares from Follow Me, Tattered Veils. Claire shifts nervously from one foot to the other. She isn't at her regular bar, enjoying the outdoor patio in the summer air. Claire enjoys being at her regular bar. The music isn't loud, especially when she sits outside. It's hot and humid from all the moving bodies, but somehow Claire still feels cold. But as she turns to Alice, she knows there's no chance the other girl will go with her. Alice is beaming at two muscled young men. She's flouncing her weight from one foot to the other, leaning into their space and twirling some of her flowing black hair around her finger. They followed the two young men here from the regular bar. Originally, the guys had shown interest in both Alice and Claire, but when Claire withdrew in this loud setting, both men's focus turned to Alice. Claire doesn't like the way these men slide into her space with whispery yell-all banalities. If they wanted to talk, they could have done that in the other bar. All the touching and long, meaningful looks feel forced on them through this space they made her move to. They're fine men with good jobs and reasonable intentions, Claire reassures herself. It's just too much time with Roxy and Roxy's hang-ups that are making her so miserable, or at least Claire tries to make this be true. No amount of wishing can make those big hungry grins or lingering stares feel less invasive. Claire's phone vibrates, and she pulls it out to her face immediately. Thank God someone else in the world still exists. Maybe whoever this is will give her a good enough reason to get Alice out of there. Offer for free drinks or a good live band or possibilities. After all, men like these two are all across the downtown Huntsville night scene. It's Brittany. She and Roxy and the two are wondering where Alice and Claire ran off to. Claire frowns. Alice told her she'd text the details to Brittany. We're next door, Claire writes back. Alice is entertaining. Company? Brittany texts. Smiley face, Claire responds. Closing the tab, we'll be over in a few. Claire smiles relieved. She turns her Wi-Fi on and starts up her Facebook app. For a minute, she'd forgotten how easy it is to tune out an ugly world and be somewhere friendly. She glances up at Alice. She seems even cozier with the two men than she was a few minutes ago. Facebook is full of updates. Everyone from work is out and partying, and all of them have checked in at least once as they bounce from bar to bar. A few people have liked certain drink specials. Jefferson's has a well-liked local band playing. Claire sorts through the check-ins and the selfies. She likes and comments on various things, trying to be the good friend who takes an interest in what those around her are doing. She always has time to make a supportive remark. She's about to write a meaningless status update on her own feed, something like, What a lovely night to be out with friends, so grateful to all of you for wishing everyone an amazing evening, when she gets a friend request. Curious, Claire abandons her status update and heads over to see who wants to be friends. The name is Jerry with a G, no one she recognizes. Claire clicks on the name to see the profile. Her phone stalls at the request. Claire frowns and shuts down the app and restarts, hoping to move Jerry's profile and see who he could be. While waiting for the page to load, Claire's pupils fall out of focus. If asked, she'd say that the phone had timed out. This crappy place has equally terrible reception. It's a reasonable thing to remember. Except your phone doesn't time out, it loads Jerry's page. 
He doesn't have a visible last name, and his pictures would have been surreal to impossible at best if Claire had turned to his album. His updates are bizarre and seems to be targeted to hit certain friends' feeds at specific times. None of this information would matter or mean anything to Claire. She'd have looked at the information and ignored the request, but somehow her hand goes to accept the request. Further in the club, a bearded man flashes a flawless white smile. He's sitting at a high top at a big bar under a light that has mysteriously gone dark. He's drinking a rosemary thyme-infused gin. It's far too fancy for this bar, but somehow is available for him. If asked, he'd tell you that the bartender keeps some special just for him, and he might even offer you a taste. The other patrons are comfortable around him, and those he speaks with seem happy to converse. It would take a close observer to notice how people's eyes glaze over around him, and after they walk away, they are often confused to learn that they spoke to anyone at all. The man looks up, in unison with Claire. Her eyes are bright and alert as she catches Brittany entering the bar. A smile crosses Brittany's face and she heads towards Claire. When Brittany gets closer, Claire's arms open and Brittany walks into her hug. I'm so glad you came, she enthuses. Claire waves at the shadow behind Brittany. They assume it's Roxy following their moves. Sure enough, Roxy's face appears over Brittany's shoulder. Her shy smile is slow and tentative, but she allows a gentle embrace. How timid Roxy is in the face of affection is what Claire likes most about her. It reminds her that behind all the swagger, Roxy doesn't expect to have a seat at the table, let alone an invitation. With this music, let's dance, Brittany exclaims. She jumps up and down and takes each woman's hand and pulls them to the dance floor. Claire giggles, relieved. She trips a little but continues to follow behind. Jerry observes the women. His grin was momentarily pointed when Roxy enters. She scans the room and unlike most people, her eyes settle for a moment on Jerry. They move past him and forget. She's formidable, but mortal. Roxy is a true delight, and like all good things, he can't just reach out and pluck her from thin air. No, plans and plots all have to be in place, and he's made inroads in his latest scheme tonight. All things told, he should earn his treasure by Halloween's Eve. An excerpt from the chapter Snares of the book Follow Me, Tattered Veils by Jessica Donegan. I wanted to mention that Jessica Donegan will take questions on this podcast and her book Follow Me, Tattered Veils on her Goodreads Authors page. You can navigate to that page via the shortcut URL bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y slash Q the number four J-E-S-S. That's bit.ly slash questions for Jessica. And lastly, a reminder, Follow Me Tattervales is now available on Amazon, and you can get to it via a shortcut URL, bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y slash Roxy, R-O-X-I dash star, S-T-A-R-R. That's bit.ly slash Roxy star. Hey, Jessica, thank you again for spending time with us today on OL Certified. Thank you for having me. 